Welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw for a special episode where I am joined by David Forrest. David, how are you? Hello, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, it's great. And also joining us is Mary Black. Mary, thanks very much for joining us. How are you? Well, thank you for having me. I'm good. It's very exciting to have you here. Uh, we're just going to start by asking you, how did you get into supporting the Jags? Uh, so, I mean, I've always been a Thistle supporter. So how that happened was... Because like my, all my family are like Celtic daft, the like my mum's side and all that, but my dad, eh, his dad, so my grandpa was actually brought up a Rangers supporter, and he just hated all the bigotry and stuff. Couldn't be bothered with it, so he, and he stayed in Mary Hill, so he ended up going to Fur Hill, and that was it. Dad became a Jags supporter, and we get raised. Thistle supporters, so it's it's just always been there, red and yellow, everything. You're probably one of the most visible Thistle fans. Like it's basically you and Kingsley at this point. Is it <laughs> maybe David Hasselhoff? I think you're maybe ahead of David Hasselhoff, but um, at this point, in terms of the most visible Thistle fans. But um, who do you have any Thistle fans? Uh, any pals in politics that you talk to about Thistle? Um, do you know? Actually, I don't because. Like I've, Chris Stevens is a, a Thistle supporter, um, but I actually avoid kind of talking about Thistle unless I'm really in the woody or something, just because I'm terrible for remembering games. So like, <laughs> see when you get into a good conversation with somebody and they want to talk to you in detail about football games, I'm like, I, I don't remember. I was there. I know I had fun. I enjoyed it. But <laughs> can't you remember who even scored? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So in that sense, uh, um, I, I kind of don't often talk about it. But no, I've got red and yellow stuff everywhere. Like my phone's got uh, the, I think it's the 1967 strip uh, for a phone case and everything. So that's a conversation starter. Magic. Um, it doesn't bode well, Mary, that we're three minutes into this recording. It says, see, when we get into deep conversations about Thistle, I'm terrible at remembering <laughs> So thanks for joining see, us and draw us and draw. No, that's right. So, because uh, you know how in your last episode you were talking about MPs embarrassing themselves? <laughs> my dad, and when I told my dad and my brother that I was coming on this, my brother was like, that's how you'll do it, Mary. That's how you'll embarrass yourself. We will get chased out the woody next time we're in. So I have to explain this, right? Like, I remember my favourite games. Like, I've got standout games, but I could probably count them on both fingers, if you know what I mean. Like, and I, I'm aware of where we are in the table. I love going to the games. I love Brian Graham, Zach Rudden, my heart broke when I said he was going to Dundee. Stuff like that. I like I'm up to date, but if you're asking in detail things, I'm terrible for remembering them. 
I'm I'm the same. I um I downloaded an app. It's called like Footballogy, and it's about like you know ground hopping. Like you put all the grounds you've been to and stuff like that. And you can list all the games you've been to, and yeah. um, I obviously put all the ones I remember from Farland. Anything before 2019, I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Facebook memories is wonderful for us because I used to what I used to do is I used to tag myself at Farhill every time I went. Um, yeah. or if I was with friends or whatever. So I, I'm always able to kind of piece it together, like, you know, that, um, like, uh, what is it? Is it Memento? Uh, the film Memento, when you have to kind of piece stuff together yeah. for photographs yeah. and stuff like that. That's me trying to remember. I had one yesterday, actually, came out of being a game against Queen of the South that I just could not remember for the life of me, so <laughs> the exact same. Well, like that, clearly, every time I've been in our broth, the highlight has been the Danny DeVito Club, so, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where my priorities are at, clearly. Maybe the Danny DeVito Club is probably the reason why you don't remember any games you've been <laughs> There is every chance that's the case. <laughs> so, you obviously mentioned Chris Stevens, yeah. MP, and did you, ever, did you ever get a chance to ask Jenny Corbin about the photo of him with the scarf? No, I never did. No, because when once he was a uh, leader, he was kind of like chauffeured about everywhere. So if you saw him, it was like he was on his way to go and vote or do something important. So he didn't have time to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jack. I actually think John McDonnell is is sort of right hand man. I think he, I think he is like a Thistle fan because I think his is he. Yeah, because I think his his best one of his best pals in politics is um Baroness Brian. Baroness yeah. of Partick, and apparently, like he used to come to Glasgow and stuff like that. And it, I'm guessing because she lived in like, the Partick area or whatever, he found that right. they had a team, whatever. So I, I'd heard rumblings that he has a soft spot for Thistle, but right, um, I'll find him and ask. I've him. not seen him at our broth. Um, but, I know, uh, but there's there's a difference between having a soft spot for Thistle and supporting Thistle. They like to see us do well, don't they? Aye, because <laughs> like see how and whenever you tell somebody you're a Thistle supporter. And it's it can go one or two ways. Either they go, "Aye, but who do you really support?" <laughs> or it goes to, "Oh, I like them. Oh, I hope they do well. Oh, and you're like, I'm going to poke your eyes out. <laughs> Could you be any more patronising?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, that get that arcs me. I think we can all relate to that. Uh-huh. I think that's one of the great things about supporting a club like this. because it's in Glasgow and because the fan base is so small. If any rumour starts that such and such likes Thistle or such and such supports Thistle, it will stick, even if there's absolutely no basis to it. We grab onto it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are you still a regular at Fur Hill, or how's being an MP impacted your attendance at games? No, I am still a season ticket holder. I've been for years now. Um, so, occasionally I might have to miss a game, you know, because like, since 2015 there's been like, a total of three elections. Uh, so sometimes, you know, things can get in the road, but on the whole, no, I keep Saturday afternoons are sacrosanct because Fur Hill was actually one of the few places, of, especially like in 2015 where my face was just everywhere all the time. Um, Fur Hill was the only place that I could go when nobody gave a toss about me. It was like, because I'd always been going, it was just, everybody left me alone. Do you know what I mean? Nobody's there for me they're there for the football so that was something that was really really important to me um, and I've just kept that and because it's also when I get to see you know my dad and my brother and my mum sometimes comes to the games and stuff uh, so no I am I'm still a regular goer good good to hear 
have you ever had any scrapes like in terms of where you've had to rush back from some sort of vote to get to Far Hill or anything? Or uh, have you ever had to watch it in like a weird place or anything like that because um, of being an MP? Oh, that's a question. Do you know, actually, I have seen uh, going to Celtic Park on, uh, I think it was either Boxing Day or New Year's Day. It was one of the two uh, a couple of years ago. And because I've upset quite a few Celtic supporters, <laughs> um, that's, uh, that was the only time when I, I could feel, like, I suppose my streetwise was about me and everything because I just thought, oh, God. I've paid money, I'm going to this game, but at the same time, yeah, let's maybe put a hat on, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, look, I hate you know, Rangers as well, like... <laughs> do you know, like, see, see when all that stuff first broke, I remember the, because I, I was a candidate, I wasn't elected or anything, so nobody knew anything about me, other than I was really upset at Selic supporters, and uh, I remember the SNP media, like, big high hedging coming to meet me, and being like, right, so when you asked about this, what, what's your answer? And I was like, honestly, I hate Rangers just the same amount. <laughs> it's the same. And he went, no, no, that won't work. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, you understand. You're a thistle supporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I know that if I, um, if I ever like, ran for election or whatever, I'd absolutely, you get, pulled up for a whole bunch of stuff that I've posted festival and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Um speaking of um MPs getting abuse, obviously we mentioned earlier um Alan Brown and David Linden. Yes. Um have you pulled them up for the recent tweets about Festival Wins and why do we rattle so many SMP MPs? What is it about us that kinda gets in that psyche? Do you know I think it's kinda that it's because lots of other Scottish teams that aren't the old firm, they kind of, they like to patronise Thistle. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a club that they can look at as being just cuddly and nice and not really threatening. So when we do actually really scrape a result or really keep fighting for one, I do think it gets under folks' skin, <laughs> like, a lot more. Um, so I haven't actually spoken to David Linden. I didn't see him this week. But I've caught up with Alan Brown a few times. <laughs> and yes, the slaggings go both ways quite often. Um, but <laughs> I just, I don't know why they tweet about it. The, the number of times I've wanted to do it and I've just thought, don't, just get a couple of hours. And then if in a couple of hours you still want to do it, go for it. But just put the phone away. Do you know what I mean? Do, do you ever get, like, from the SNP media people where, where like, yeah. if Fissel get a big win or, or something happens in, like, a Fissel game or whatever, they're like, don't tweet about this. Don't. <laughs> no, no, actually, because uh, there's a couple of Thistle supporters who've worked in the uh, media team, so they kind of get it as well. <laughs> like, we'll text you going, yes! <laughs> but, I no, they, you never get a telling that much no i think the one thing that is is good i think is a lot of footballers get criticized because agencies and pr companies run their twitter accounts i think at least like mps are well most mps are mm. running their own twitter accounts and you, yeah. you sort of see that side to them even though it's quite funny and bitter aye <laughs> definitely definitely and there's there's also sometimes uh, and i'm not saying this about alan brown or david linden but 
when I'm looking at tweets about football, I just think, oh, there's such an age gap in, you know, a lot of these Twitter accounts. So, like, so, some of the, the stuff that you just absolutely cringe at, if you were middle-aged, you're like, oh, that doesn't seem that bad. But if you're young enough to go, oh, my God, <laughs> that's just your dad talking on it. You know, so I, I think that's that's quite entertaining at times, just watching generations clash. That's going to be a headline in the Express tomorrow. Mary Black slams Fissile Daz. Um, <laughs> I know. Wait till it airs and I'll have my dad on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next couple of questions we've got are quite straightforward. So, Aye. Who, who's your favourite all-time Jag player, mm. manager, anyone? See, right, I can't name a favourite. I can give you, like, top three. Go for it. So, right, players, my top three favourites would be Scott Patterson, um, Dules, and... Oh, eh... Uh, I'll go... I'll go Erskine. Aye, I'll go Erskine as my third favourite. That's a solid of three. Of all time. Uh, managers, I would say, definitely Archibald, McCall and Lambie. I don't think you'll have many, many arguments there. Uh-huh. I'm going to sneak in a question before before David gets to his next one. Yeah. If you were questioning Gary Caldwell at a, a question time <laughs> event, a, <laughs> probably specifically about a certain decision, but uh-huh. what would you ask him? Can I get a copy of the PowerPoint? <laughs> just for a laugh. Just so that we can put this to bed. <laughs> just let's see what you said. <laughs> oh, imagine imagine you got that. That would that would be incredible. Like that would be a bit of six part series in this pod if we could get Gary Caldwell's PowerPoint for this job interview. That'd I'm hoping bit... it would just explain what followed <laughs> that appointment. Like I, I just I refuse to believe there weren't big red flags before they hired them. There's probably only like three or four people in the world that have seen that. You could legitimately make like a six part docu series about that if somebody got their hands on it. Jerry Britton, if you're listening and you've still got it in your email inbox somewhere, send it over. Even just anonymous. Yeah. Hi. Yep. I mean, pe- people leak stuff from like the government all the time. Why? <laughs> like, it's, it's no hard. Like we've all seen the thick of it. It's you know, it's, it's I like you know, get, absolutely get get on that. Um, I, we yep. will pay. I will pay money to get Gary Caldwell's PowerPoint. Um, on he's got a cushy wee job at Hibs now. It's not like he's struggling either. I know. Can you put FOIs into a football club? <laughs> <laughs> I'll look into that. You'll, you'll get Welsh in the phone. <laughs> Have you ever had any like sort of uh, meetings with like famous Fissile? I think you, you met a couple of them when they won the championship, is that right? In the Star and Gatter? Uh, oh, I did. I know that was brilliant. That was way before like, I was elected or anything. Uh, that was, we went, we used to drink in the Star uh, after the games and they came down with the cup. It was Balatoni, Craig, and Elliot. Uh, Dules was there, I think. Uh, I saw that that was brilliant. That was just an entire day of singing. Like I remember getting home that night and saying to like my family, "We've not spoken to each other in about nine hours. We've just been singing like nonstop." Because <laughs> like in the videos on YouTube, there's bits where if you slow it down, you can see me standing in a chair with a pint, <laughs> just screaming my heart out. <laughs> uh, 
and I got to go to the was it the 50th anniversary of uh, the 1971 game it was up at Hamden uh, and I went to that with my dad and it was great so like we got to meet like Jimmy Bone and all that it was just and Ruffy was there and stuff so that was quite a, a good night me and my brother were once the mascots for Thistle oh. uh, years ago it was 2001 at Love Street the old one um, and I remember I was only maybe about six or seven I think and I remember getting taken in and it was like Danny Lennon he he was lovely he just held on to my hand because I was terrified I was just like there's so many people who I love who are in this room and look at Scott Parsons here <gasps> so I, I was just absolutely in awe and I remember when we were in the the changing room and we were to get a big photo together and Lambie was shouting at all of them to get sorted and to come and see us and uh, Scott Patterson knew that I was in love with him and said come here you and stand with me so I went to stand over to him and he said to me I don't bother me now and thinking back I must have bumped into him or something or stood in his toe or something like that I was just so nervous I was just like I won't Scott I won't I wouldn't do that <laughs> looking back now I'm like what must he have been thinking this wee six-year-old just being like, I wouldn't do that to you, Scott. <laughs> so that was the only other memory that I remember. I, I, I smell a romantic novel in this, Mary Blanton, Scott Patterson. Oh, honestly, I love him. <laughs> See, he, he followed my brother back on Instagram and both of us were sitting up the back of the woody squealing. Just like, oh my God, oh my God, you can message him. No, I can't. <laughs> what would I say? <laughs> so, Imagine if you yeah. were Scott Patterson that isn't like Mary Black MP just message you be like, oh, f- fucking hell, Mary Black's messaging me, what the hell? And you'd be See, like... But the problem is, when, if, especially if you're a politician, never mind SNP, it's it can be very hit and miss. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. if, if he doesn't agree with the, the politics <laughs> of me... He could have a very different reaction to me popping up on the screen going, hey, how's you? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and your your favourite away day? Obviously, we mentioned the vetoes in our broth, but have you got a favourite away day? Yes. My favourite would be the Airdrie game where Chris Elliott scored in the last minute. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Way back. I, that, that game was just because I remember it because the game was rubbish. Like, we should have absolutely battered that team and we just didn't score any goals. And then suddenly they were 1-0 up and we're like, my God, there's 10 minutes, five minutes left, Jesus. And then we get a goal and then we get another goal and it was just, oh my God, we're going to win the league. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I just, that's the, when he scored that goal, I've never felt euphoria quite like it like it's been close to it but I just didn't expect it to happen and it went in and it was just fantastic like going getting home and everything was just brilliant singing putting the horn everything Amazing. so that was I enjoyed that game just going to move away from football just for a, a couple of questions um, what do you consider to be your greatest achievement in politics so far um not lamping anybody, to be honest with you. Uh, Who have you been closest to lamping? Oh, God almighty, the list is long. Uh, 
I can't tell you any names. <laughs> In fact, I'm telling you, hee haw. <laughs> You're so green, aren't you? You're redacting it, aye. I know. It's like I always say to folk that I wear shoes with laces on them so that by the time I've untied my laces, I've had a chance to calm down before I launch my shoe <laughs> across the room, you know. But seriously, I think my biggest achievement would probably be. Uh, I think I was really proud of the progress that we made with waspy stuff. I, I don't know if he's known about that. Is it um, women's... It's women's pensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the, the government have lied to a whole bunch of women who were born in the 50s and told them they're not getting their pension for like another six, seven years. So loads of them have, like, have either died or worked themselves into the illness, all sorts, living in poverty, everything. Um, and it, like, I'm saying that's an achievement because we didn't actually get their pensions. But the more time I spend in politics, I think we did really well to bring it to the forefront and like get folk aware of it and stuff. Um, and I was just really proud of how everybody sort of worked together. And yeah, no, it was, it, that, that's kind of the standout time so to speak um because there's not very many cheery memories in westminster <laughs> Do you know what i mean it's it's quite difficult to <laughs> give you happy memories of such a a hor- utterly horrific place <laughs> um but I, i'd say that was probably my my standout i was really proud of everybody then and is there anything at the moment that you're kind of working on or you're advocating at the moment that you think deserves a platform? You basically got a soapbox for, uh, like, you know, a, a minute or two if there's anything you want to bring up the now that you think people should know about that maybe they don't. Please, for the love of God, don't vote Tory. Just please <laughs> don't. I, I don't care what the logic is. Do not do it. It is not worth it. Like, I mean, no, I mean, David were talking about this. Uh, before you joined Matt that like at times it can be really entertaining do you know what I mean like th- there's so much kicking off all the time so much drama and politics but at the same time I've hit a stage now where I'm like this isn't funny anymore none of this is normal this is like how th- this is how fascism starts like it's creeping in just this total unaccountability open corruption and just no consequence to it. You know, like, the ignorant are getting emboldened kind of thing, and that's, yeah, I, I'm just kind of, don't vote Tory, <laughs> like, please. <laughs> um, so, other than that, you know, stay safe, wash your hands, try and keep a distance for people. <laughs> oh, the, the usual, aye. <laughs> uh, buy a season ticket, all that, aye. <laughs> <laughs> The, the other, the sort of, the, the big sort of political thing uh, for Fissel was last year, uh, last year, mm. or 2019-20, they uh, wake up with the rainbow stripes uh, in yeah. support of the LGBTQ yeah. community. How, was how big was that for you? Oh, it was massive. Oh, really, really good. Because, like, when I'm complaining that Thistle are seen as being cuddly, I know part of the reason that people see us as that is because Thistle are quite often, actually, are quite progressive. Um, it's something that I really like about the support, you know, whether it's support for refugees or like that, pointing out on the strip that bigots aren't welcome, but queers are. Like, that's just amazing to have that at a football game. 
because I remember being wee and listening to, you know, get up, you poof, you know, yeah, F and F. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like, you've heard it yourselves. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been really proud that I've also witnessed numerous times where folk have been dug up for things that they've been shouting. Like, I'm really glad that they're honestly in the minority. Um, so seeing that on a kit, and actually, I, I thought it looked good as well on the kit. You know, I thought it was a really smart collar and everything. Um, I, that was just brilliant. I was like, I want to buy that. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it was. It mattered a lot. And I know it did, not just to me, to a lot of other folk as well. Definitely, yeah. And, yeah, I, I really liked it because it made me think of, like, actually, it made me think of, like, an early 2000s kit that I would see on, like, Scotsport. Uh, like in a way, kit, but no, I, I I absolutely loved it, and yeah, it was it's fantastic to see. Like it's not something that other, other clubs are doing very often, so mm-hmm. it was good to see us kind of sticking uh, our neck out and saying no that no people are welcome. And it's also kind of like because folk will go, ah, it was a PR stunt, and do you know what? It probably that was a big motivation in it. But see if your PR stunt involves including people who have always been excluded, like. I'm happy with that. Go for it. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was it was it was really good. I'm I'm gonna ask another question that we've not got written down. It's just come to me there when we're talking about that. Yeah. You hear a lot about I think the sort of Marcus Rashford stuff has sort of brought this to the fore, but you hear a lot of people say stick to your lane, whether it's footballers getting yeah. involved in politics or footballers eh, politicians getting involved in football. Where do you stand on that as a politician who is into football? <clears throat> well, See, for me, I, like I said, I don't, I try to avoid talking about it because it's kind of sacrosanct to me. It's my, it's my last wee bit before I can just feel normal. Like, it's never changed. Um, So that's just me personally, but other folk, no, man, like, politics is, isn't just for politicians. That, like, politics is everywhere. It's your wages. It's the price of your food. It's whether you can get childcare or not, do you know what I mean? It's, it's the more people are talking about it, the better it is, and yeah. the harder it is for politicians to hide, so to speak. So I, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, when it's flipped the other way about, and it's politicians talking about football, I think, like, each to their own, but you have to be aware that you're, you might be alienating you know, some people, um, and it's up to yourself whether you think it's worth it or not, so yeah. to speak. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm not particularly fussed, to be honest. Also, if politicians get into football, they end up with, like, fenners calling them specky in comments after they agree about decisions. <laughs> <so. laughs> or if you're Douglas Ross, you can just go full whack and work <laughs> in both. I, I'm proud to say that I booed Douglas Ross before he was Scottish Tory leader. Um, yes. Yeah, before it was well cool. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on. Hopefully that's the, the serious questions done, unless there's anything you want to bring up later. But we're going to ask, would you rather be the Prime Minister or the manager of Partick Thistle? Ooh, uh, Prime Minister I'm going to go with because really? I think the pressure would be less. <laughs> <laughs> For a start. And <laughs> I just, I dread to see what I would do to a football team. <laughs> like, I, I, I would rather not know that. 
<laughs> Do you ever manage Thistle on like football manager or anything like that? <laughs> well, yeah, I had. Um, I used to play as Thistle in FIFA last yeah. time we were on it, but <laughs> I always get brought back to like, oh, what was it? I think it was Pro Ev 7, seven or something, if even. It was one of the early ones, I'm talking like 2008. Yeah. Like, and I would play it in the mornings and like, I decided to create my own football team called them Thistle and I just made them like you know how you could edit their stats and stuff yeah. I just made them a hundred everything so I had a team of these giants who scored every header every goal like we dominated that game I lived <laughs> through that game if, if you had to choose one of those players to get a brick for it for how or a tile it for how which one are you picking <laughs> it doesn't matter they were all the same <laughs> <laughs> Although, tell a lie, there was one, like, because I made them all the players like giants, massive, big, broad things. But there was one player, a striker, who I called Stuart, who I did the opposite, and I just put him at minus everything. And he was amazing because he could just zip in amongst the players and stuff. So I would take Stuart into a, a real team if I could. Stuart's going to be in your testimonial on your Fissile team, eh? <laughs> That's it. And it, it basically came to life in Stevie Lawless. Like, <laughs> when I first seen him, my brother turned to me and he was like, that's Stuart. <laughs> and that is, that is. Stevie Lawless is a Stuart regen. <laughs> well, he's went on to better things, so maybe we're the rejects. Well, well, I mean, you know, like, you know, <laughs> he, he scored about one goal for Muddle and it was at Far Hill, so I don't know. Um, oh. There you go. But, um, I, when we were obviously preparing for this, I was reading a few interviews with yourself and I wanted to pull something up that you said in an interview with you. Oh, uh, um, you said, the well, I'll, I'll see if you can remember what it was, but somebody mm-hmm. asked you what was the biggest shock about entering Parliament? Eh... No, go on. What was it? It was apparently that there was a guy who cuts about the building with a hawk. Yes. Would yes. you ever speak to him and find out what what was going yes, on with the hawk? Of course I did. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. So what happened was I, I I actually think I was lost. Right. And I still I got lost this week in Westminster. Like that building is a labyrinth. Is it like Hogwarts? I feel like it'd be like Hogwarts. Yes, but it's you know how instead of moving staircases, it's just hidden staircases. <laughs> like you'll you'll think it's a door and then you open it up and it's like a stone staircase and you're like, Where the hell's this going to? Turns out it goes to like a toilet or something, but <laughs> it's just the layout of the place is mad. So I I was walking through um the big main lobby. But so see when you see the interviews and stuff when they're actually in Westminster it's that hall so I went in there trying to find my way again and there's just this massive bird this hawk just flying about and nobody's reacting (laughs) and I I was just like no I'm not the weird one here like how do you explain this so immediately I made a beeline because the, the hawk suddenly came down and landed on this guy's arm. And again, nobody batted an eyelid. So I went straight up. And I'm like, are, are you supposed to be here? <laughs> you guys laughing at me going, aye. <laughs> so it turns out that the hawk is because there are, there's rats and pigeons and stuff that can climb up and get stuck up in the like roof tiles because it's so... There's loads of nooks and crannies everywhere, 
So uh, the hawk just gives the place a once-over and catches anything that it can see. Well, I, I think like, the hawk gets like loaned out. Do you mind it, Dundee had like dead foxes in their painting <laughs> stand a couple of years ago? Just... And I'm conscious while I'm describing this, I'm saying that like, so that puts that to bed. It's not normal. Like, <laughs> what workplace has they get a hawk in to do a bit of health and safety? I remember when Queen's Park got the emergency hawk in to drop that squirrel in the pitch against uh, St Mirren. Um, you know, it was just a one-week loan. They, they, oh, all our hawks are injured. We need one in. That was him up there. Of course, if, if you watch BBC Parliament, any time there'll be people who tell you that there's loads of rats in the Commons. Oh, God, I uh, Loads of them. Uh, not, and there's mice running about the cafeteria and stuff. It's, the place is bogging. Like, it's falling apart. I, I would I would love it. I think that would be a great way to improve the comments if they just let the hawk close in MPs. Uh, just every time <laughs> someone like uh, was it Chris Chope or something like that stands up to speak, just set the hawk in them. And they go, sick boy, sick. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll, I'll try and catch him and have a word. <laughs> Uh, on a on a recent episode, we asked which jag could be Doctor Who, James Bond, and the Prime Minister at once. Um, a, apart from yourself, of course, which <laughs> politician do you think could perform all three roles simultaneously? All three roles. Um, what roles, Doctor Who, James, James Bond. Bond, and the James Prime Minister. Bond and Prime Minister. Um, I'm going to say Chris Law. The he's the MP for half a Dundee. He's a man with a big ponytail. Like, he looks like a Jacobite. There's no other way to describe him. And he's a giant. Um, he is just hippie-ish enough that he would be Doctor Who. Easy. Um, he's already a politician. And as James Bond, Chris Law's got something secretive about him. I'm like, you've got an interesting past. And like, I got on with him all the time. And I ask him all the time, like, what is it? What's your story? And every time he tells me something different, and I'm like, you're just ripping the pish at me now, aren't you? <laughs> so I, I think he could pull off a, a kind of mystique James Bond. I was thinking about this earlier because we were just talking about the like footballers on, on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I was thinking about like Patrick Harvey. I think it's about time we had like a specky James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're, we're asleep at a sass. Yeah. I love it. Uh, He's got no time for like nonsense. Yeah, that, that could work. Yeah. Definitely. I, 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 Patrick Harvey's James Bond is it's a left left field pick, but and one I'm fully on the board with. <laughs> I know. I could go with that. That's better than Chrysler. I've got uh, so picture the scene, Manny. I've got a hypothetical situation here. Yep. The year is twenty thirty two. Yep. Um, Scotland has been independent. Um, they've elected yep. the new first minister, Manny Black. Um, who from Thistle, past or present, are you appointing to your cabinet and in what role? Oh, do they need to be alive? No, you no. can you can have the past ones. Right, I'd have Lambie. <laughs> what what possible role? Like the Alistair Campbell role, surely, yeah. Lambie would be my chief whip. Oh, no Christ, can you imagine? <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd just be like, John, go deal with it. I thought it was going to be like <laughs> the... Would. The minister for sheds or something like that. Or... In fact, and I bet you he'd have a hawk for no reason <laughs> other than to attack folk. <laughs> I know, so I'd have Lambie. I would have, um, I'd have Archie. I would have, um, 
I'd have Scott Patterson just so that I could admire him. Um, I'd have I'd have Cregan. I like Cregan. I miss him. I thought he was a good player. Um, I'm basically just inviting all my favourites, aren't I? Aye, aye. Uh, I'd have Brian Graham. Aye, he'd he'd be in. Uh, maybe I'd have Kevin Holt as well. And Tiffany. And I'll say that's my cabinet. A wee bit of the old, bit of the new blood. And Lambie to keep us right. You don't want I it would... to be an old boys club, do you? I would vote for it. Aye. I was going to say, you could have Miles Story as Minister of Transport and it'd get everything would get there really fast, but then immediately the trains would derail the second they get to their destination. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because I, I was actually thinking I, I could put Erskine in. But I thought, no, what was great about Erskine was he would just stumble everywhere. It was like he wasn't working his legs. His legs were working him. <laughs> and sometimes it would just go absolutely nowhere. <laughs> like he'd be like messy for three quarters of the park, get to the goal, and then trip up at his own feet. And then other times he'd score wonders. So I thought, no, we don't need that inconsistency in the cabinet. I'm glad you've like treated these questions with the respect they absolutely do not deserve. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the question that we've, we've got you on for, really. Uh, what is your go-to Greg's order? And if you could add one item to the shelves at Greg's, what would it be? Right, adding one item, easy, uh, would be Mr. Singh's curry pie. I absolutely love the curry pies. They are just my favourite. And to the point where I would rather go... S- like to get a curry pie than go to Greg's, but if Greg's got them, they would have my business every day of the week. Nice. Um, but my go-to Greg's is probably just a sausage roll. I think. Pretty boring. Vegan sausage roll, normal sausage roll. Nah, I've tried the vegan one, and I just I don't know something about it. It just it's feels like I'm eating, it feels like I'm eating a plant, and I know that's totally that's nonsense. Like that's in my head, but I just kind of get past it. So, I'll just take the real one. Who would win in a fight between Alan Archibald and Ian McCall? Ooh, eh, probably Archie. He could outrun him, dance run him. But then he'd, like, put his boots on afterwards and find out somebody's shatting him. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. (laughs) Very true. Uh, I know, but I'd say Archie. I'd probably go with Archie as well. I think I'd, yeah. I'd you know, I do. You, I don't know if you ever like um like Wimbledon, like in the nineties when the Crazy Gang. Uh, I think it was in Joe Kinnear was manager. They used to settle disputes with like combat and a like they'd have a ring of people in training and they'd like it'll be like him and John Hartson having like a full on grapple, <laughs> and the winner like settled the dispute. I'd love to see that with like Archie and Ian McCall on the pitch for Hill just having a Greco Roman wrestling bout. Uh, <laughs> Um, in the mud nah. <laughs> um, so I've got uh, I've got three questions left for you um, yeah. I know it's only meant to be two but my sister no, my sister will kill me if I don't miss it so to, to give context me, me and my sister have obviously been like like our family's been the SNP since like before we were born and all that so we kind of grew up with it so when I had told her she was the first person I told that I was speaking to Mary Black. She's oh my god. She always she always mentioned me going, Did you know that Mary Black's a fistle fan? I'm like, aye, aye, <laughs> absolutely. Um 
So she asked me, um, have you ever tried, um, I wasn't aware of this concept until my sister told me about it, have you ever tried a Tory fish supper, which is apparently a fish supper with the skin on uh, when they batter it? Apparently they do this in London. Well, I don't eat fish. You don't eat fish? Oh, well, there you go, you've definitely not tried it. I I was going to say, I, I, when I was reading your interviews, there was, I think you had a quote where you said that your entire life was, I was born, I went to school, I left, I fried a fish, I became an Aye. MP. Yeah. I saw, and in, in the chippy, no, the skins were always off in the chippy. I'm trying to picture how you would date with the skin on, actually, because that would be, apart from the fact it's minging, um... No, I don't, I don't like the sound of that at all. No, it's terrible. But the fishes would give me the book as well. I hated that. I, I used to have to clean out the fridge. And it's just, oh, put me off. Totally. Couldn't cope with it. Um, next question. Are the Jags going back to back? I don't want to jinx it. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to support the team, yes. We're, we're going for the promotion push. No reason why we can't do it. Love the positivity. But I, you can also hear how I'm kind of lying to myself a wee bit, can't you? We, David and Reese on the pod have taken it turns about for about two months now to go, oh, if we win at the weekend, we'll win the league and do that for about two months. <laughs> In every games time, where we don't win. <laughs> every time I hear that, I just think, no, you're a Thistle supporter, you should know better. <laughs> just take what comes. <laughs> And the final question, I'm not going to lie, obviously lots of questions you wanted to ask you and stuff like that and thought about mm-hmm. it for ages and ages, but this is the first one that came to my head immediately mm-hmm. straight away. Is math still shite? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I vividly remember tweeting that and I was sitting in higher maths and <laughs> this is how old it was. I was sitting in higher maths and my pal had made my Twitter account for me I, I was just terrible at social media. Still am, always have been. And he was like, no, just try it. And I was like, but, but what do I do? And he's like, just update, put your thoughts online. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what thoughts do I want to share? And I remember sitting bored and I was like, right, fuck it, I'm going to. My maths is shite. Do you know what? It is. Post. And God, <laughs> did it come back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say right I, it made me want to vote for you more not because I, <laughs> I necessarily think maths is shite but it was just again like I said to you before you spoke like a normal person which in parliament you. you don't get and like especially when you were talking about how you upset Celtic fans before I remember the yeah. sensational article that came out and I'm like fuck I wish I lived in a constituency I hope, I hope she I hope she bars that leave an MP I know I know no, it's it's it is, it's strange because, like, it, again, what you were talking about in the last episode, um, I think he's, I can't remember who it was, said that, that you can kind of get away with tweeting about Thistle or other clubs and nobody, you know, it doesn't really cause an outrage as such. And I thought that's absolutely true. It's, but if you touch either of the old firm, it's just cataclysmic. Do you know what I mean? It, it, there, there's no space for nuance where a lot of supporters, certainly some that I've come across, and I know it's quite disproportionate, the ones that get in touch with me, <laughs> but does that make sense, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean? And I, it's, I, I thought that there's a lot of truth in that. 
to be fair, Absolutely. if you'd asked me um, which set of the old firms fans um, has mm-hmm. an SMP MP upset on Twitter, I'd be like, well, it's definitely going to be Rangers, isn't it? Think again. Uh, <laughs> it was the other end, so yeah. Similarly, that's what shocked me about it. And I couldn't, I remember at the time, because as I said, nobody knew me or anything, just being like, because I was getting accused of being anti Irish, of being anti Catholic. And I was like, I am a Catholic. Like, I, I, my fam, my mum has like twelve brothers and sisters, what? And they're all Celtic supporters. Like, just calm it down a wee bit. But it just went zero to a hundred so quickly, as it often does, particularly online. Yeah. And um, when you try to talk about the old firm, but yeah, that was. Oh God, I'm gonna get. It's gonna bring everything back in it. I'm the minute this episode this. goes out, I'm, I'm going to get all the Celtic supporters back on, <laughs> giving me a hard time again. I am sorry. <laughs> Please vote for Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Rangers as much as them. That's the line that you're towing. <laughs> I know. That's, as it's, I, I truly have no preference. <laughs> I know, but which one? Honest to God. I bet if you I, had to, Mary. Both to. clubs with the same disdain. <laughs> The only thing I have more disdain for is the person asking me that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was murder as well, because then after that, it started the rumour that I was just saying I was a Thistle supporter to try and calm down like, any Celtic supporters hating me or whatever. Surely you just said people... you're a St Mirren fan, though. Like, if you're... I, or there's folk who just assume I'm a St Mirren's fan, but there are people out there who genuinely, hand on heart, believe I'm a Rangers supporter, just because they're like, I, I'd slagged Celtic for ripping out the seats at Fur Hill. And I, like, I, I'm not comfortable with that rumour being out there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah. I think we'll just name this episode Mary Black, Big Team Confirmed. <laughs> like people come to their own conclusions. Right. Uh, Mary, thanks very much for your time. And no, any time you'd like to come back on, uh, give us a shout. You're welcome on any time. Magic, thank you. If you ever vent at anything, uh, let me know. <laughs>